0: Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Rev. Dan Beckett.
1: Welcome
2: to the Spirit of Recovery on Unity Online Radio. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Rev. Dan Beckett here with co-host Rev. Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey.
1: Facebook users, you can send us your questions and comments anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. Be assured that your anonymity will always be respected. So please let us know what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you.
2: Today's show is titled, Don't Quit Before the Miracle. How many times have we found ourselves doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results? We enter recovery and learn a new way of thinking and being in the world, and yet the same old thought habits can still drive us crazy. What is going on? How can we change this? Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on breaking old patterns of thought, and discovering new levels of freedom happiness and joy
1: so we want to share with you what we were like before what happened and what we are like now along with a spiritual tool or principle that helped guide us through the tough times we hope you'll find something in our experience that will be helpful to you in your own recovery so today we're going to talk about moving from those old habits of thought to a new freedom and it's through using the power of strength.
2: So when I think about old habits of thought, for me, I mean, I still have them. I don't know that this is. Um, well, I think my thoughts have changed, but the the dynamic is still the same because the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, sort of being on an unconscious autopilot, sort of thing. Uh, for example, I remember when my kids were little and this isn't particularly related to addiction I don't think um when we when I would drive out of my neighborhood almost everything I went to was to the right so we'd turn right and get on the big road but the kids school and maybe a couple things were on the left and I remember taking the kids to school and turning right and they both speak up "Uh," (laughs) Yeah, you're Where going, are you going in Oh, I was like, oh, man, yes, I am. So, you know, that's almost literally autopilot Yeah, as I'm piloting the car. And just, you know, in general, just keep doing what I was doing. And I kept getting what I was getting. It's, it's you know, there's a song somewhere that said that the rut that I'm in had once been a groove. You know, when does a groove turn into a rut? Mm-hmm. It's a groove uh, when it's serving me, I suppose. And it's a rut when I'm kind of stuck in it. So old habits of thought, what comes to mind for me is those ruts, you know, that I uh, certainly got into a lot before, can still, not nearly as much, but it's not impossible.
1: Yes. Well, I have found that um, it's a lot easier to change outward uh behaviors and actions than it is to change those old ingrained habits of thought. Um, they're just insidious. And one of the reasons why I think it can be so hard to change them is because it's hard to even notice them in the first place. It takes a lot, it took me a lot of time and work to really begin to see those thought patterns that were operating sort of subconsciously under the surface. Um, it took me years and years of, you know, recovery work and therapy and spiritual work and everything to, to get to the ones that were really problematic, you know, like there was a certain, like a clearing away of, of some of the more obvious ones, but those weren't the ones that were really causing me the problems, you know? I mean, it was helpful and like saying affirmations and becoming aware of, you know, certain thought patterns, but it's the really deeply ingrained, really insidious ones that have been the hardest for me and have taken a lot of time. But the first step in and um, rooting out those things is becoming aware of them. And that's, in my experience, is the biggest piece of it, is um, doing the work that it takes to uncover those things. Once we become aware of them, they begin to lose their power. Then changing them is a whole nother matter, but it begins with awareness.
2: You know, something else that's come to mind, and I have those same things, the, the ones that were a little more obvious, a little more approachable, and then the ones that didn't even really become a parent for many years uh, into sobriety. And I, and I assume we'll still, you know, we're not, I'm never done with all of this, this whole recovery path, this spiritual growth path or this God-centered way of living. There's, there's always something new. More will be revealed. There's always a true statement. Um, we get, I, you know, I feel like I have mixed messages in my head about, you um, you know, like finishing something, don't quit, don't give up, you can do it, don't stop, you know, all these messages that, um, even the title of the show today, don't quit before the miracle, okay, so now I'm supposed to not quit, but then there's some things I'm supposed to quit, but those things are ingrained also, and it can be, it's not really confusing, I mean, I'm supposed to quit the things that are bad for me, and don't quit the things that are good for me, but, you know, this ability to sort of press on through uh doesn't seem to care if if what it's pressing on through is over drinking all the time or you know it's i seem to be a, a lot better at eating chocolate say than going to the gym put it that way eating chocolate which i've done way too much of today uh seems like a very simple thing to do going to the gym that seems impossible to me yeah i don't know
1: Isn't that interesting? We all have our things that are, that are easier or harder for us. Like for me, working out is just a part of, you know, it's just, I've done it for so long. That's not difficult for me, but, um, not eating Mexican food out four nights a week. That's harder for me to change, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, I support you in that. I know, right? I'm not even sure it's bad. (laughs) I'd love to literally join you in that. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, human beings are such creatures of habit. Um, I've definitely found this in myself that it's easier for me to keep doing the same thing over and over, even if that thing is no longer serving me or is even actively hurting me, than to change it. That's just how hard it is for human beings to change. It's just, it's hard for us, you know, Um, it's, it's, there's a comfort in doing the same thing over and over, even if that thing is not healthy or good or or giving us the results we want. It's just comfortable. I, it's probably got an evolutionary, um, you know, reason for it. There's probably good, you know, uh, evolutionary reasons why we are creatures of habit. It's probably has helped us to survive. But when it comes to this type of thing, to try and, trying to change these ingrained habits, it can really be challenging. It is possible though. Um, so I was talking previously about how some of the more insidious, uh, more subconscious um, thought patterns are the toughest ones to change. I wanted to give some examples. You know, for me, it's that negative self-talk, uh, that inner critic, that um, is so, is just like so much a companion, I think, to all of us. It's just part of who we are that we don't even know it's operating. You know, we don't, that, and I, so when I say the inner critic, I mean that sort of running commentary that's always there. You know, why did I do that? Why didn't I do that better? Oh God, why did I say that? You know, how come I'm not good at this? I'll never stop doing this I'll never get this room cleaned up I'll never lose weight I'll know you know just that it's so insidious it's um very hard to change because it's it's running it's like a um it's like a computer script that's running in the background that you don't you don't see it you know it's just there operating but it is operating um so that's the kind of thing I'm talking about but again becoming aware of that is like a huge part of the battle because it's the fact that it's under the level of awareness that makes it so hard to change, right? So you know, we always we tend to come back to mindfulness practice a lot on this show because we're both mindfulness um, proponents, and so I've found that uh, a mindful a daily mindfulness practice um, has been very helpful in beginning to develop awareness around those things. You know, I've got to sort of quiet my hyperactive, you know, body and mind long enough, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, we love metaphors, right? On this show. So it's kind of like when you got all these windows open on your computer, you don't know the scripts that are running behind, right? Or you don't know that there's something that's going on, you know, something on your desktop or something in that window that is under about 15 under w- other windows, right? you know, when it randomly starts playing music or something, you don't know where it's coming from. So as we start, you know, clicking on those, closing those windows one by one, closing them, then we start to see what's behind it. And that's sort of what mindfulness practices for me. And it definitely is not overnight. It's a long-term cumulative benefit kind of thing.
2: I like that way of looking. I'm sitting here thinking about one of mine would be a journey song that I put on auto repeat in the late seventies, and it's still going, <laughs> you know. And and you, I loved your examples. Um, oh, I think you said, did you say always or never? Because I yeah, was thinking the both, other one too. Both
1: of them. Those are the
2: those extreme sorts of words. Like I always, why do I always have to do this? How come I yep. can never? Yeah, those are little red flag words to me because yeah. they're so absolute always and never um it's it's rare that something is one or the other right of those it's often even with my daughter who has you know as a as a deaf person with a cochlear implant she has sort of very different way of speaking than many of us and so she'll sort of find a word pattern that works and use it everywhere yes and so like i'll you know i'll be eating a a pretzel. She's like, you always eat pretzels. She just like fills in whatever I'm doing. My son says the same thing. Eat pretzel. And, and so I made a joke out of it. I'm yeah. and I will say to her, always? Uh-huh. And she laughs and says, Sometimes. I'm like, that's right. Sometimes I eat pretzels. Yeah. So my brain does the same thing as that. And I've got to be asking myself, always? Yeah. Never? Really? Yeah. Well, okay. It's I'll say that it's challenging instead of I can never do this or I always
1: do
2: that. It's challenging. That's a better message for me at least.
1: Yeah, they also say those words are sort of the kiss of death in relationships, right? Oh yeah. Like, those are just not good words for us to use to describe behavior in general, but they're the first ones we go to. I know I do. It's like, you always leave the blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, even if it's true, it's, well, it's never true because nothing is absolute, but, um, best to stay away from that's so funny I wonder if there's something to that because my son does the same exact thing and oh, wow. my son has a developmental disability and if I say I'm tired you're always tired
2: yeah exactly and I'm that, like what exactly. are you trying are you like the universe speaking <laughs> to me or what
1: are you trying to tell me here or, or you know I'm hungry you're always hungry I don't know why they do that it's interesting but um I just lost my train of thought. I always lose my train of thought. <laughs> We're I coming can up never on our...
2: remember what I'm supposed to say next.
1: <laughs> I always do that. Well, yeah, so. it's it's
2: time for us to change gears. So it's probably the perfect opportunity. We've talked a lot about this challenge uh, for today of old habits of thought. And we know it's important to tell our story, but it's also important to move out of that and into the solution. So what is our solution today? Well, in unity, as we always say, we affirm that all of life is governed by spiritual principles.
1: Yes, and our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, developed a set of 12 spiritual principles that he called the 12 powers. And these are 12 spiritual abilities that we all have and that we can use and learn to use more effectively in our spiritual growth. And one of these powers is the power of strength. And the power of strength is defined as the ability to endure, to stay the course, and to persevere. And this is what we're going to be focusing on today.
2: But as always, I ask, what does this look like in my real life? I mean, it's a nice idea and I see the words and I understand. But how do I know how I'm using the power of strength and maybe how I could be using it differently if I could uh, discern, kind of like we're saying. So, Michelle, what is your experience around that?
1: Um. Okay, so I'm having a bunch of thoughts at once here. Um, it seems to me that with this type of thing that we're talking about today, about um, changing ingrained thought patterns and behaviors, that one of the as one of the most important aspects of this power of strength is perseverance, because these things are simply not going to go away quickly. You know, the the recovery journey is a lifelong journey um, we don't just you know get fixed quickly um, things can get quite a bit better pretty quickly but if we really want to be on a spiritual journey and we really want to deepen that spiritual growth and have a very fulfilling and wonderful life we've got to commit to this on a long-term basis that's my experience and maybe we shouldn't be telling folks that because it's kind of a good thing that I didn't know that at the beginning, you know, it's like, you know, you just, you know, we we need to stay in the present moment and just focus on what we need to deal with right now. But bearing in mind that this is not a one and done kind of thing, this is a long term and it's and that's not the bad news, because this is a journey that you're going to want to be on because it's a wonderful journey. Um, but it's never done. It's like you were saying a minute ago. You know, we're never done. And if we are done, I think that's when we move on. So maybe we don't want to be done. <laughs> you know, it's like if you're still yeah. here and you're still walking this planet, then you're not done. Spirit is not finished with you yet. There's more work to be done. So perseverance. You know, this um, this sort of long term commitment to the journey.
2: Yeah, I like that, and I'm, I'm remembering, I'm going to step back a little bit, that this power of strength, as you said uh, a minute ago, is one of Unity's 12 powers, and just like any of them, or just like any ability that we have, we can they can be used in helpful or in unhelpful ways. And so, for me, uh, a question that I find helpful is you know, how, how is this showing up for me right now? How am I using, if we're focusing on the power of strength, how am I using the power to persevere or, you know, press on through, keep going? How am I using that uh, now? And am I using it in a way that supports my ongoing growth and sobriety? Or am I using it in a way that's kind of holding me back? Because it Mm -hmm. could be either, you know, depending on On what's going on, and I love what you're sharing about the whole recovery way of living. At the beginning, you know, I I had that feeling too. Like when when is this going to be done, and and you know,
1: when do I graduate?
2: How long does this take? Right? How (laughs) long? When do I graduate? And I'm reminded of when we moved out to Kansas City some years ago when I went to seminary. My oldest son you know was sort of asking that why do i have to do this why do we have to live here and a few years later he's like oh yeah i get to live here and he stayed there
0: oh after
2: we left and so it's that same dynamic says oh i have to do this this sucks Mm -hmm. i don't want to do this poor me why do i have to do this all of a sudden turns into i love this i don't want to do anything else right and that may seem strange to hear if you're somewhat new at this but But trust us, and again, our title today, Don't Quit Before the Miracle. Right. You know, hang in there and you will experience uh, what we're talking about. This is effectively a promise. You know, I'm sure if we ran through all the promises, we would find this in there somewhere. Right. You know, this becomes a moves from being sort of a burden to being the most wonderful way to live that I've ever experienced. And now I've been on both sides of it, drunk and sober. This side is way better.
1: Way better, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um as human beings, we tend to chafe against things we think we have to do, and I think um, alcoholics or addicts are probably even that to the extreme, like we don't want to be told what to do, we don't want to be forced to do things, so if we feel like we have to do something that can sort of trigger that uh, resistance right, but the truth is we don't have to do any of this. You know, 12-step program is a totally voluntary program. You that's don't have right. to do a darn thing. And that's the great thing is that no one is sort of micromanaging our, you know, recovery journey. This is our deal. And it. we can have folks that suggest things and that guide us on the path. But ultimately, it's our choice. And it's a choice that we make each and every day that we want to stay on this journey. And that, you know, every time we choose to go to a meeting, we're not doing it. Well, sometimes we might be doing it because our sponsor told us to, but initially we might be doing it because of that. Eventually we find that we, we get up and go to that meeting because it helps us. It makes us feel better. There's something that we gain from it, you know, so it's a choice. It's always a choice. We don't have to do any of this. And I would say that an unskilled use of this power of strength, um, might be, Because as we've said before, you know, these powers are, they're sort of abilities that we have and they can be used in skillful or unskillful ways, right? So an unskillful use might be trying to do too much too fast, you know, trying to think that we're going to get this whole recovery thing done in six months, you know, let me just fly through the steps and just let me just get this done and get it out That, to me, would probably be an unskillful use. Um, A more skillful use of strength would be the sort of slow and steady approach. We don't want to burn ourselves out early in recovery and end up going out. That's not helpful. Um, And so what is one of our sayings? Take it easy, right? There's a reason. Take it easy. Slow and steady wins the race. Um, Slow and steady is not as dramatic and exciting for us addicts. (laughs) We like to do everything in a crazy way, but it's really what ultimately will, um, with, so to speak, win the race for us um, is just that perseverance, that daily commitment to doing something each day to further our recovery, but not feeling like we got to do it all today.
2: Yeah, uh, um, I'm remembering uh, something very important in all of this in my experience, and you mentioned it that uh, I don't have to do any of this. Right. And I've heard it said so many times that addiction recovery is not for those who need it. It's for those who want it. Right. So I choose this path. And even though I could still complain, how, why do I have to do this? Why? Have, because I've chosen to do this. Right. I don't have to. I yep. don't have to do any of it. I had a sponsor uh, at one, that was very quick to tell people if they were complaining and you know blah 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 well g- go out and drink maybe you're not done yeah okay oh you want to be done so yeah the way of um remembering that this is a choice and that we have a choice and i have a, a spiritual teacher years ago that would say the same thing and, and her take was you don't have to do we're talking about prosperity principle you don't have to do any of this you right. can take a life off You know thinking about reincarnation yeah you you can do it next time come back next time (laughs) as a person you don't have to do any of this and that's absolutely true and we don't have to walk this recovery path and we don't have to follow directions and listen to steps but i choose to because i kind of like being alive and now i like being alive sober yes even better
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think most of us end up finding that the recovery journey is so rewarding and that our lives continue to get better, right? Not just get better and then stay that way, but continue to improve and improve and improve. And we experience more and more levels of freedom and joy and happiness and fulfillment and purpose that we find that we really end up wanting to. And we do the things because we want to, not because we have to. We talk about suiting up and showing up. You know, I think that's another aspect of strength.
2: It is yeah. that
1: ability to just, you know, there's going to be days when it's just suit up and show up and that's the best I can do. And on those days, that's enough you know, if all you do today is get yourself to a meeting, if all you do today is, you know, eat something healthy and brush your teeth, that's enough. You know, whatever, whatever we can do today is enough. It's about remaining engaged in the process, right? So remaining on the path, even though the steps we take today might be smaller steps, tomorrow we might be running, but, um, we don't, you know, step off, we can step off the path if we want to, but I don't think we'll typically find that that's very helpful. (laughs) So staying on the path and just suiting up and showing up and what allows us to do that is this developing faith in a higher power, right? That's, that's what helps us, um, to stay on the path and to find that strength, uh, that perseverance, that ability, is—you um, know—we begin to entrust our lives to a higher power and uh, begin to allow spirit to guide us each and every day. And and you know, and also thinking of spirit as sort of the great well of of infinite strength that we can draw from, right? So it doesn't have to be my human strength because maybe today I'm weak, you know. Today Michelle is weak and tired and frustrated. That's okay, because I'm not powering myself through this on my own power. Not anymore. That's the whole idea of the recovery path is that I'm not doing this by myself anymore. I want to jump
2: in and share something that I had jotted down. Somebody said at some point, we are responsible for our effort. God is responsible for the results. All I need to do is discern the next suitable thing. Or we sometimes we say the next right thing, the next suitable thing. That's my job one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. uh, i had an old timer early on uh, with 40 years which was insane to me All Right. i was i was lonely a little bit older than that um if you go to bed tonight and your head hits the pill and you haven't taken a drink you win yep period end of story Yep. but let's hold on to that thought because it is time for a short break and when we come back we'll continue the conversation please stay with us
0: We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery.
2: Welcome back. We are glad that you're with us today. If you're just joining us, my name is Reverend Dan Beckett, here with co host Reverend Michelle Vargas. We will resume our discussion in a moment. But first, we want to remind you that you can send us your questions and feedback anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Message us from there and let us know what's on your mind.
1: Yes, please do. Well, prior to the break, we began by discussing our challenge, which is those old ingrained thought patterns that are really hard to change. Then we moved into talking about the 12 powers and specifically the power of strength. So now we're going to share about how we use the power of strength to move from those old thought patterns and habits into a new freedom.
2: What comes to mind first about that is this sort of like a baseline belief or you know, uh, affirmation, I might call it, you know, we've heard that saying we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And that's reflected in our unity's five principles that, you know, we are of God, and therefore we're inherently good. And this God essence that we have in us was fully expressed in Jesus. Again, we are team Jesus here. Yes, we are. Jesus, who was called the Christ. So i remember i'm a spiritual being having a human experience and even better i like to say i'm a spiritual being on a divine journey Mm -hmm. right and so there's a reason or a context that help it helps me to think of it that way because it puts things into a context like this matters this is an adventure anything is possible right that definition of god is a field of infinite possibility or is Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. I think it's the same uh, thought expressed in a couple different ways. And so if I am a spiritual being on a divine journey, then, uh, you know, changing old habits is something I can absolutely do. It is, has a joyous outcome. And that's been my experience. Anytime I have been able to kind of let go of an old unhelpful way of being, or like you were saying before, those, those old tapes that seem to run over and over in our head. You know, I joked that Journey song from the late 70s that I put on repeat is still going. If I can uh, find a way to become aware of and then replace that with something else, it's always a joyous outcome. So strength, you know, is the power that kind of keeps me going. We talk about it's perseverance is another good word for it. And again, our show is titled, Don't Quit Before the Miracle. That's a saying I heard a lot in the rooms. Um, It's one that resonated with me, especially at first, but it's just as true now as it ever was. And when I think of myself as being a spiritual being on a divine journey, uh, it just makes it all more fun, I think. And the power of strength is mine to use. I don't have to go get it somewhere. I can do this. This is who I am. I just need to get some old ideas out of the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, sometimes people come into 12 step programs and they, they, um, they say something like, you know, well, I, I like the program, but I have a problem with the spiritual part of it or something, right. you know, or, and it's like, well, there is no spiritual part of it. It is a spiritual um, program of recovery. yeah, And, and so you know, and I needed to learn that because, I mean, this was all new to me when I came in. Um, I found recovery first and then spirituality after. So this was a whole new ballgame to me. And I heard people saying these types of things. Cause sort of what you were saying is that we are not human beings like seeking a spiritual, you know, part of our lives or a spiritual, you know, experience we are spiritual beings and we're having for a time a human experience and that can be really difficult to hold on to because we we are very compelled by our human experience what Charles Fillmore would call sense consciousness you know um it's compelling you know our ego ego self um, that wants to look out for ourselves and get the things that we need and survive and all of these things is extremely compelling. So when we're in sort of survival mode or dealing with challenging things, it can be very hard to hold that idea in our mind that this is not the whole deal. You know, this, this human ego challenge that I'm having right now, is just that you know there's a bigger picture in which i am a spiritual being who is maybe perhaps in some way chosen to come here and have this experience of a human being walking this planet Um, if we can hold that in mind to me it's extremely helpful because it puts things into perspective we are also fans of robert brummett on this program and i think robert brummett was one who used a term in our, in the class, one of the classes I had with him that really helped me that he called double vision. Yeah. So it's a way of holding both the human and spiritual perspective at the same time. So yes, I'm going through this extremely challenging, painful, whatever it is thing that I'm going through, but there's a part of me that knows that this is temporary. This is just a human experience. I'm actually a spiritual being, that can rise above all of this. I can be engaged in the human experience on this as a journey. You know, I can see it as a journey. I can see it almost sort of as a movie that I'm participating in, you know, but it's not, it's not the whole deal. That's been helpful to me um, at times. It doesn't, you know, we're still engaged in being humans. It's still challenging and painful and all the things. Um, as well as joyful and wonderful and exciting, but just bearing in mind that it's not the whole deal.
2: Yes, I, and I love that double vision or the phrase I remember is we have a foot in each world, Yes, right, a foot in the world of form and a foot in the world of the spirit, and it reminds me that that I think Hindu concept of the Bodhisattva, which is the the, the being that sort of approaches enlightenment just stays on this side of it, though, to act as a guide for others. To. So, again, a foot in each rule. I'm not claiming mm-hmm. to be a Bodhisattva. I'm just saying that way of looking at it, I also yeah. find very helpful. Um, there was at least one person early in my recovery career that would um, differentiate the day by uh, saying did did i wake up and say good morning god or did i wake up and say good god it's morning (laughs) right i like that and what's the so i asked myself what is the difference there and the difference is my consciousness my attitude you know my approach and i have an ability to choose right that was a revelation i can choose to have a good day and I can choose to restart my day as a good day at, at absolutely Anytime. any yep. moment. And that ability to choose, which is a different one of the 12 powers, you know, the power of will, we call it, is the, or the gateway. So, but what keeps me going is the power of strength, Yes, right? And that's kind of our theme for today. Um, the ability, again, to endure, persevere, Uh, spiritual principles in general, as we always say, as we move into this section, are guides um, that can help us discern the way forward. And then, of course, we draw on them um, to use them in a a skillful way. I was going to say positive, but skillful is a better word. Use them in a skillful way to support our recovery journey as we go so one way to use strength to move out of old habits is to uh, make a decision and then to stay the course with that i am having a great day not even i'm going to have a great day i am having a great day this is a great day yeah and then stay on that road and come back to it if i were to veer off that's power of strength keeps me going
1: I love what you said that we can restart at any time because sometimes we're not having a great day. You know, sometimes it only takes two or three things to happen to me in a row that just send me down the chute, you know, and that's okay. That's part of being a human. But I love the idea that just because things are going that way doesn't mean I have to stay on that. It doesn't mean I have to continue to have a crappy day. It doesn't mean I have to throw in the towel and just let everything go to hell, you know, um, I can stop and restart. I can say, "Okay, I was really going down the wrong road. I'm going to stop, take some breaths, uh, you know, check in, meditate, pray, check in with God. Remember this double vision. Remember that I'm a human being having a that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Whatever it takes to sort of stop and reset." Um, because I think that happens to us sometimes, right? We kind of get, I know I do where like, you know, I'm having a bad day and then it's just going to spiral. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. But that's one thing that meditation teaches us when we do it consistently every day over time is that we can stop because that's what we do in meditation. You know, my brain spins out on some idea and I'm supposed to be meditating. Well, that's okay. As soon as I realize that, that's that moment of awakening in which I can, begin again. And we get to begin again as many times as we need Um, in recovery, in life, in our day, in any of it. If we do fall off the wagon, we do go out, whatever it is, we can begin again. We don't have to throw it all out. Um, If I start acting in a way that's not consistent with my integrity and I'm off on the wrong path, once I have that moment of awakening, just like in meditation, I have that choice to begin again. I don't have to just throw the whole thing out. I can stop, reset, and I get a new, a cha- and I learned that in recovery. People would say that to me in recovery. And I don't know, maybe it's obvious to all of you, but to me, it was like, it was a revelation. Like, really? I can do that? I can stop and restart again, you know? So it's a wonderful um, use of our power of strength is um, yeah. awakening, You know, now when we're in trouble is when we're not awake, when we don't realize it, when we just go and go and go. But when we wake up, we have an opportunity to not, not beat ourselves up, not berate ourselves, not think that it all is lost, forgive ourselves. I was off on the wrong path. I'm going to start again. And we can do that as many times as we need over and over. That's a very skilled use of this power because it is, like you said, it's, it's that perseverance it's that staying staying the course um that's how we stay the course we don't stay the course by being perfect and doing everything perfectly right oh heck no right we stay the course by forgiving ourselves when we get off the path when we make a mistake when we exhibit our humanness right um you know and no realizing that we don't have to be perfect that was another revelation for me you know i can mess up and start over again that was that was a big <laughs> that was a big realization yeah. for me i don't have to be perfect i don't oops sorry i muted myself i can um i can forgive myself in, yeah. in, in my humanity you know And any in
2: moment perfection. so i'm thinking of At some any examples moment. and these are all first world problems like you know, in the past, especially, I can still fall into it. I'm not going to claim that I'm immune, but I'm much more aware and much more inclined to not stay in, you know, a funk, I might call it, you know, I get up and the dog's bugging me, we're out of dog food, and I spilled coffee beans all over the kitchen floor, and the cat left a dead animal. And I have to be somewhere and I forgot and I don't want to hurry. But now I feel like it. So that kind of stuff can, has the potential to really set yep. the tone for my day, but I have to let it do that. If it's yeah. if I'm going to kind of have a downhill day, I have to let that happen. And, and as you're saying, I can choose differently. So I clean up the coffee and the dead animal and I find something for the dog to eat and note that I got to stop at the grocery store. Okay, I can draw a line right there. All those things that happen, they're done. Yeah. They're not happening again and they're not happening right now. Mm-hmm. They happen before and they're dealt with. And I bet you it took me like eight minutes to do all of it. You know, it, yeah. it just feels overwhelming, but really it, it's, it's, it's fine. And at that moment I can choose, take a deep breath, maybe walk around outside, go check the mailbox, even though I know it's empty just to get the air, <laughs> you know, and to, and to like, you put some punctuation in my day. Like I'm going to put a period and start a new paragraph Yes, absolutely. in my day right now. and. I am uh, having a wonderful day, I can say, moving forward. Yes. And that is, as we're sharing, it's a couple of things. It's choosing to do it, but it's also the perseverance, the power of strength that we use to um, keep coming back to that choice that we make. And then to stay on that uh, positive way of, of being in the world once, once we see it. You know, start looking for opportunities to be helpful to others is a great way for me to get out of a funk. In fact, I've shared many times, and it's occurring to me again. I had a sponsor when I, were, I was feeling really down. Would ask me, "What have you done for other people lately?" And the answer is always nothing. Not <laughs> well, darn again, thing. <laughs> You know, it's it's hard to be all wound up about how down I am when I am engaged in doing something helpful for other people because that's just fun you know I just like it I like being helpful in the world for no reason at all you know not for money not for accolades just to be helpful so go to the grocery store and and smile at everybody and you know just be be the kind person that I want to run into
1: yes exactly
2: just decide to be that person and And um, it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't mean that I don't have challenges and I'm not pretending that um, it's not that kind of toxic positivity where I'm covering up anger by pretending to be happy. Hey, man, if I'm angry, I need to acknowledge it. I need to express it. There's a story I need to tell. I can tell it. But then, as we do on the show every time, it's time to move out of my story and move into the solution, which is showing up in a, in a way that is helpful to others, even if I'm literally just making it up as I go for, you know, it's nothing at all. I'm going to, I'm going to walk downtown and, and be uh, uh, a genial person. Open a door for someone,
1: smile at an older person, whatever. I mean, pay for
2: someone's coffee.
1: Sometimes we think we have to do really big things and we can have a lot more of a profound impact on our planet by just doing small things. I really think, you know, just do kind, small, loving, kind gestures to the people that are around you. You know, we don't have to go and get involved in some organization and save the planet. We can just do, not that that's bad, but I'm saying we can just do things in our own life. I mean, and we don't realize the impact that we have on people, you know, people will sometimes say to me, oh gosh, you know, something I said or did that had such an impact on them and I'm like wow I had no idea you know so we and and when we're involved in a 12-step program and we're regularly attending meetings and showing up and sharing our experience strength and hope we have an even greater opportunity to have an impact on people you know I mean I remember things that people said I don't remember who they were or anything but Things that people have said over the years in meetings that I know have impacted my, um, my path, my growth, my awakening, my awareness. So um, every time that we show up and share our experience, strength, and hope, and integrity with honesty and auth- authenticity, we may be impact. I mean, the, it's like it's like a ripple that reverberates. Who knows what someone sitting in that meeting might hear? And they might come up and tell us afterwards, or we might never know the impact that we had on someone, you know, so that's, that's a great way that we can help someone at any time is just showing up to a meeting and being that, you know, butt in the seat, so to speak, and yeah. just, um, suiting up and showing up, we can have a huge impact on someone. Uh, you know, another, I think, uh, effective skilled use of the power of strength is, um, is trusting, trusting the process, you know, so this encompasses a lot of things. It encompasses for me, this idea that I am a spiritual being on a human adventure and that I may not remember, you know, why my soul chose this journey or how that all got set up, but I can trust that there is a higher understanding. There is a higher purpose. There is not a predestined path, but there is a there's a purpose for my being on this planet. I'm not just here randomly. I'm here for my own spiritual growth, to help the spiritual growth of others. And so what that means is that every little irritating, painful human thing that happens along that journey is not for nothing. You know, it all has a purpose. Um, this has taken me a really long time to, to really get Um, all the painful, challenging things that happened to me, they all furthered my growth. They, they you know, pushed me into a new level of self-awareness and self-compassion. And um, it all, it's not just happening to you, you know, it's not just happening to me. These things are not happening to me. These things are happening through me in some way that I can't, necessarily understand but it all has a purpose and I can learn to trust that so when something challenging something painful happens there's a part of me that double vision there's that part of me that is the human being going through the painful experience but my higher self this other part of me can bear in mind that this is all ultimately for my highest good and for my growth that's helped me get through some pretty tough things it doesn't mean we don't experience the human thing We just bear in mind that that there's a bigger picture,
2: and I find that what you just said is true. Every time I decide it's true, it is true.
1: Yeah, it's
2: almost like when I look for it, I find it. Yes, and when I decide that the frustrating thing has some, you know, served some role Mm -hmm. in all of this that is for my and others' benefit, if I decide that then inevitably that becomes true and i can Mm -hmm. i can do little silly things like make a game out of you know looking for the good Mm -hmm. we call that okay so we we can't call everything that happens good but we know there's good in everything so the game becomes can i see it yes can i see the good in that i didn't make the the red light i wanted to make or Mm -hmm. that you know i got in a car wreck or that. I got a diagnosis with something concerning. It could be a small thing or a big thing. You know, can I can I look for, not can I look for, when I look for it, I will find the good. Am I willing to do it? Yeah. Am I willing to make that decision? Because every time I do, everything changes. You know, and I I might want to say, well, it's not me. I'm not deciding. This is bad. I know it's bad. All my friends would agree. It's like I'm making it external to me, but it's not. Yep. because every single time i decide to take a breath and shift that it just changes like i'm not saying i would pick this i wouldn't want this for anybody but here it is and i'm okay you know and i will walk through this and that's that's just straight up a way to stay sober i think yep. but we have said a whole lot about this and it is that time when we like to step way back if we can and see if we can find a concise way to sum it all up, or maybe just kind of hit the high points, if you will, of things that we have shared and discovered. I know that Reverend Michelle and I, every show discover new things. I learned things yes, uh, from her. And if someone came to you uh, and said, I try to change my thinking, but it seems like nothing I do makes any difference. You know, like I'm banging my head against a solid wall of granite. What am I doing wrong? If someone came to you with that, what what would you say?
1: Well, first thing is, I would say you're not doing anything wrong. There is no doing wrong. We're just doing what we're doing, and we're reaping the consequences of that. So if we want to reap different consequences, then we change what we're doing. Gosh, you know, this is so hard, but I would just say bearing in mind what we've been talking about today, this ability to hold in our mind that that we are dual beings, just like our way or Jesus was both human and divine. We are both human and divine spiritual beings. And trying to keep that as our overarching understanding of our experience, you know, that can really put a lot of things into perspective. Um, believing, like you said, when we believe it, it becomes true but i believe that it is true that this all is going somewhere good this all has a purpose so the smaller things that happen in my life that are difficult and challenging i may not be able to see the bigger scope the bigger picture of how it all fits together but i can believe that that the universe is a benign friendly place and that everything is ultimately for my own highest good and for my growth and that i can find the blessing in anything so we believe that
2: that's true
1: yeah we use that power strength to keep suiting up and showing up
2: so my answer is along the same lines you're not doing anything wrong and remember that this is a slow and steady process so you know suit up and show up we say trust god clean house and help others you know, pick one of those. I should always be doing one of those, hopefully. And, uh, and what I'm going to phrase is follow the stillness that is within you, you know, Mm -hmm. develop some kind of um, contemplative practice, quiet time, just noticing what's going on, because there's, there's great wisdom in there somewhere. And we can all learn to follow it. And also, we do this one day at a time. You know, I, I can get wigged out if I my head gets too far out in front of me. So just one thought at a time, even Mm -hmm. not just one day, because even just a single different decision is progress. And that's all we're looking for is progress, not perfection.
1: Even awareness is progress. Just being aware of things is a huge step in the right direction. Well, our affirmation today is spirit within me provides the strength, wisdom, and guidance I need to stay the course.
2: Yeah, the spirit within me provides all the strength, wisdom, and guidance I need in order to stay the course. Absolutely. A wonderful affirmation, a true statement, and a good reminder. Yes. Um, Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another hour listening to Spirit of Recovery, and we're grateful that you have. We hope that you have found something in all of our yattering today that will be genuinely helpful to you in your own recovery. Thank you, Reverend Michelle, as always, for our discussion. And thank you to all who are listening to the podcast via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey.
1: And listeners, as always, you can connect with us throughout the week on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Drop us your thoughts and comments and feedback. And we invite you to join us next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. And until then, Don't drink like my co-host. And
2: whatever you do, don't drink like my (laughs) co-host.
1: Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week.
2: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.